Welcome to episode two of the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition, live from the practice field. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. Had to do a little split screen. Everybody's in different spots here, different tiers, so we got to make sure that we're, uh, we're keeping our proper distance because we want to be avoiding meetings at all costs. Gribbs, good to see you. It was good to see you and talk to you through a mask today. Uh, the guy's back on the field, and I think the one thing that we take, take for granted, and I was talking to Bo about it on Cleveland Browns Daily earlier today, is maybe we take stretching for granted in the first 20 minutes every day of practice for granted. We're just like, yeah, I got to finish up some stuff, and then I'll come outside and watch. Now, you watch every minute of it uh, when you don't have anything for five minutes like we have. Yeah, it was just, it was exciting just to see football back. And it, it was, again, it, you can't say this enough. It's weird out there. I mean, it's weird with no fans. I mean, it was even weird. It felt like an OTA just because there was no fans, but it was also weird because we were so far away. And so you just have to adjust to that. And this is going to be the last place you're going to hear people complaining about the access that we're getting because um, I'm thankful that we're even watching practices at this point. But when you watch the football on the field, everything kind of looked business as usual. And that was refreshing not only because of the whole COVID pandemic and everything like that, but it didn't look to me at least like a new team with a new head coach. It just seemed like they knew what they were doing. It was, I would say, call it a crisp practice, not a lot of stoppages. Uh, things were moving fast. And as Kevin Stefanski said afterward, you know, guys are going to find out that football shape is different than all the the Instagram videos and everything they've been posting uh, all throughout this offseason. This is, this is now going to be what gets them into that real shape going forward. Yes, lifting 400 pounds or doing squats with X amount of weight or doing whatever, it's impressive. But uh, it does not take the place of a hot, steamy two-hour practice uh, on grass fields. <laughs> so, no, I, mean, it's, it, it, I think I don't know if any of the media or, or myself was in football shape either for watching practice that that's some that's a lot of outside time that I've not had much of during this pandemic no correct it, it, it is warm it is sticky I have my plexiglass up on the side of me that's why I'm able to do this without a mask on right now but uh, the breeze has died it uh, it is a little stifling down here on the practice field Gribbs let's get to it news of the day uh, we had a, we heard from a lot of guys uh, including Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Grant Delpit, uh, and, of course, Coach Stefanski before practice and, again, after practice. Uh, what were your big takeaways uh, from any one of those days? Was there something that someone said that stood out to you from the four guys we heard from today? Well, I think it was about as insightful of an interview we've heard from Baker Mayfield in a while. And I think he, he went into a lot of detail about what he did this offseason to kind of – get himself into shape, getting a nutritionist involved, a strength coach. I mean, he looks good uh, and he's moving around pretty good. I thought I saw an extra little pep in his step on a, on a broken play where he had to run and slide, do the baseball slide today. But, you know, I, I thought he was, uh, he was as open as he's been about last year being a struggle, both physically and mentally for him. And it was a tough year. It was a tough year for everyone. And I think he's put that in the past, but it was, it was kind of almost – you know, it was just good to hear him talk about that. And I think he, he feels rejuvenated with this offense, with this new head coach. And I, I think he, he's in a good place. And that's, where, that's exactly where you want your quarterback to be right now. Yeah, no question about it. He sounded uh, – it was a quiet confidence. I, yeah. I think taking it away. Like, he knows he's put in the work in the offseason. 
He looks good. He's throwing the ball well. He's moving around well. Uh, there's, a, there's a quiet confidence there uh, this, this offseason and this training camp here as we kick things off. Uh, some other news of the day. Um, uh, Kevin Stefanski basically said that J.C. Treader had, uh, had undergone a little bit of a procedure. We all didn't know what that meant or, or what, you know, what the details were. Ian Rappaport from NFL Network saying he sat out practice after undergoing a knee scope. Uh, he goes on to say Treader recently had a scope to clean out loose bodies and ease discomfort. Procedure should sideline him for a couple weeks, should not affect his availability for the season. That is from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. So a little concerning at first, but clearly it sounds like Treader will be here in time for the season. In the meantime, uh, the rookie Nick Harris immediately thrown into the fire here with that first team. Yeah, and it's just interesting to see. And there's obviously two effects to this. First off, as Stefanski said, it's a great, it's great experience, invaluable for Nick Harris to kind of get thrown in there, work alongside Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller there at right guard. Uh, and he'll, he'll make the most of those, that couple two weeks of reps. And you want to have your center ready to go uh, in the event that JC is going to miss some time during the season or, you know, you know, heaven forbid any, any kind of, you know, illnesses or anything like that going on. You got to have guys ready that are able to step in and be ready. The other side of this, though, is, is that there was some thought maybe with the lack of guards on this team that Nick Harris was maybe going to have a crack at the, the right guard competition. And I would say that that maybe eliminates that because he's not going to be able to get the reps, you know, at that position. He's going to be focused on center because that's a lot of responsibility being a rookie center and working with the first team offense. So uh, I think that that kind of makes it clear that Wyatt Teller is your far and away front runner for this job. Uh, but for Nick Harris, I think it'll be great experience for the rookie fifth rounder that a lot of people believe was far better than a fifth rounder. Yeah, no question about it. And, and Harris looked good today. Uh, again, very businesslike for the offense and for the defense. And normally this time of year, you got to stop and you got to go, oh, well, let's redo this. Let's, this is how this needs to be done. This is how it was fluid. Practice was, uh, was indeed very fluid. On the defensive side of things, the other news of the day, Miles Garrett with a little hammy tweak. Now, we saw him after walkthrough, everything, he seemed to be moving okay. And all signs indicate that maybe it is just a, a slight tweak and they're being careful with him because, well, you've got five weeks to be careful. Yeah, I think he, he seemed all right. I don't, I don't know when we'll expect him back. I, I don't need, think he needs to exactly be rushed back. Uh, and I, I just think you want to get him on the field at some point, get him comfortable in that new defense and, you know, really get to see your defensive line in action. If you remember last year, the, the Browns defensive line was all, all sorts of, was it, they were kind of banged up at the beginning of training camp. It's like, we didn't see them all together uh, at, at, at points throughout those first couple weeks that you just want to get enough reps to, to see those guys in shape and, and out in the field and ready to go. I thought the two guys to me on the defensive line that look to be in great shape are the defensive tackles. I mean, Ogan Joby and, and, Rich, Sheldon Richardson, I thought especially, came back looking at, looking to be in great shape. And I, I think those guys are going to be key for what this team does going forward, especially after losing uh, Andrew Billings to the opt-out. Olivier Vernon wearing a hooded sweatshirt, you pointed out to me in practice. That's, that's God bless you, man, because I am sweating like a stuck pig out here in a polo and shorts. Yeah. Pretty impressive from him. And Miles Garrett, by the way, looked like Wilt Chamberlain on the sidelines. He's <laughs> tall. Yeah. I saw, I saw, again, you, you talk about guys in peak shape. 
He's in peak shape. Someone, I saw a tweet from uh, Adam Kramer of Bleacher Report seeing the picture of Miles Garrett and asking if he was wearing shoulder pads. So it, he was not, but no. uh, he's, 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 the, he, he's definitely put in the work. And I think a lot of these guys put in the work this off season. And, and again, it's, it's going to pay off in terms of being ready to go and move at this pace and practice that we saw today. Uh, and also to avoid injuries. You, that's the, that was the big concern. That's why this training camp process has been kind of stretched out uh, to get these guys ready. Cause you don't want to have a, have a bunch of injuries on your hands. Yeah. Nope. I, Yes, exactly. And I think we all got a little worried about the Treader news, but then the more we've heard about it, now we haven't heard necessarily from the team. It's been more from reports or from around the National Football League. But all indications are he'll be back. Miles will be back. We have plenty of time. Some reps coming for some of the younger players on this football team. Let's talk about practice today. Uh, one of the things that stood out, and I know you mentioned it to me, Jarvis Landry practicing maybe a lot more than we thought he was going to practice here today. Yeah, it, it was certainly more than maybe he led to believe in, his, in yes. his press conference. I mean, the way he was talking in his press conference, it sounded like, you know, this was going to be a pretty limited deal, especially when it came to team activities. But lo and behold, he's out there catching a deep touchdown from Baker Mayfield at the early part of practice. And I, I think obviously his reps were limited. Uh, and I think that that'll be the case, you know, for, for a while now, but he was definitely moving and moving around and, and playing at a level that maybe a lot of us didn't expect. But when you think about it, we're, we're starting training camp about three weeks later than expected. So maybe this would have been where he was ramping up to at this point in training camp, which is when the first preseason game was, was supposed to be taking place. What else stood out to you uh, from the offensive side of the ball? Because on the defensive side of the ball, it's hard. We're not in pads. We're not tackling. So defense looks good. They look in shape we'll get a better idea when the pads come out on Monday. Yeah, I, I just thought offensively it was a lot of – you saw the – working a lot on on the running attack. We saw plenty of that going forward today, and I, I think with both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And a lot of, lot of short screens, a lot of getting those guys involved in the passing game. And I was excited to see the, the tight ends in action. I think that's a, that's a position group with Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and I saw a couple nice plays from Harrison Bryant as well. And he, that, that's a player that sticks out just from a height standpoint. He's a big target. Uh, just It was good to see him out there and getting involved. And I thought Case Keenum, you know, it's a, he's a good backup to have and threw a nice touchdown pass near the end to Kaderil Hodge uh, in the end zone. So – uh, some good plays from the offense. And as, as Stefanski said, I think there was a mix of good and bad. We saw Shelter Redwine make a couple interceptions today. Mac Wilson had had nearly had one uh, near the end of practice. So, uh, you know, it, it was it was a mix of, of, of both, I think, for the offense. And it, it'll just, again, we'll have a better sense when, once we start to see some, some real team sessions, uh, some real back and forth between this offense and defense. You know, we talked about it in our training camp preview, how nice it was to have all the specialists figured out going into camp. We didn't have kicking and punting competitions to worry about, but we still have to figure out who the returners are going to be on the kicking side and on the punting side. Uh, a lot of guys getting some reps today. A lot of special team sessions today. Yeah, it's, it was it was heavy on that. And I think that uh, the, it's, it's interesting because I think your two top contenders for punt return couldn't look more different. Because I think like Donovan Peoples-Jones is a, is a big receiver, uh, looks, I mean, looks to be in great shape. And then Jojo Natson, he's, he's to me the smallest guy on the team. I mean, that, that's how he's carved his niche in the, in the league. He's fast. He's quick. He's a great returner. So I'm getting involved in offense as well today. 
but those are the, those are the two guys that I saw take the, the majority of those punt return reps, and and, and it'll be interesting to see. I, I think just because JoJo Natson has been doing this for a couple of years now, Donovan Peoples Jones is a new guy that clearly has the capability of doing it, and, and did it at a pretty special level at Michigan. So it, I think it's definitely a competition that that's one on a team that doesn't have too many open competitions for starting jobs, it seems, that'll be one we'll be watching. Yeah, the other uh, – one of the other positions, at linebacker, to kind of see what that looks like. And we mentioned Mack almost coming up with an interception today. B.J. Goodson was in there. Uh, Sione Takitaki uh, getting some reps. But, uh, you know, I think it's – I think for everybody, it's a chance to showcase what they got at that position. Yeah, I think the the three that we saw lined up, if, if you had to – make us make a prediction a couple months ago, those would probably be the guys that we would have. But again, it's, it's, it's going to be wide open. I think they're going to really give a, a look to Jacob Phillips, the linebacker at LSU. And I think there's guys like Willie Harvey, who's, who was an impressive player last year at training camp that got on the active roster for a little bit. I, I just think there's, there's opportunities there for, for a bunch of these linebackers. But uh, if you're going with the chalk, I think that's what we saw there today with, with Taki Taki, Mac Wilson. Uh, and B.J. Goodson. I think Goodson, with the, as a veteran uh, in the middle there, I think that's that's probably what you, you expected after making him a free agent signing. So, you know, the one of the conversations that uh, has been going on today is we're practicing for one day and then we're off tomorrow. But as you pointed out to me so astutely, um, they've been here for a week. <laughs> they yeah. haven't had a day off. Yeah, they've been they've been practicing basically since Sunday. So this is how the schedule works. It it just kind of fell that way. I think, you know, the last couple of days before this, they've been doing activities similar to today. We weren't just inside there watching. So I, I think that uh, it's going to start looking more and more uh, real. I think the seventeenth, I believe, is when you can put on pads. So we're, we're working our way to that point. But it's all part of this gradual ramp up process. I mean, this was again day one of training camp is usually always like this: no pads getting the guys worked in and usually get to be about day three. We're just not used to that uh, second day being off because you didn't have the buildup to that point. So uh, everything's different this year. Get used to it. Uh, there is no normal. Just just buckle, buckle up and kind of ride the waves because I think that's what the players are doing. That's what the coaching staff is doing. Uh, and we just have to embrace it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And Coach even said on, the, on his coach's show earlier in the week, um, you know, looking at a day like today, a day like Sunday and Thursday as more of an, like, that's our OTA. <laughs> and then we get after it on Monday in pads and everything starts for real. And we kind of see what we have, start to see what we have at that point. I think the other thing that's going to come into play uh, could be the weather here as uh, a little rain forecasting for Sunday. Coach said, we're going to practice in the rain. We're an outdoor football team. Uh, however, you can't practice if there's lightning. So uh, I think things are going to continue to be fluid here uh, from that standpoint. And, you know, we'll just have to kind of watch and wait and see. And, you know, I mean, we always used to cringe and no one wanted rainouts because, well, you had fans here, a lot less people here <laughs> if you have to cancel stuff well, or if you can play through it in the rain. Well, and you have to approach it differently when your field house is uh, not what it usually is. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you've got your field house is basically a weight room right now. So you've got to ma make the most of your outdoor sessions and really only go inside at the worst case scenario. So I think you're going to, again, you've got to be flexible in these conditions. And I, I think that the team has already shown a, a willingness to do that. And I think that 
they're, they're going to continue to to adapt uh, here moving forward, but we'll obviously keep the people posted. The attack of the bugs has begun. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for your ankles. <laughs> yeah. No, it's already – it's bad already. It's, yeah. it's not good already. All right. Expectations for Sunday? Do you even – can we even put expectations on anything right now until we see CPATs? Yeah, I mean, I always think maybe it's because it's been a storyline the last couple of years. Is I always I feel like both Hugh Jackson and Fred Kitchens both would not lament, but talk to the guys about, hey, when you have a day off, you got to come back ready to go. And I think that's the that that'll be see if that's a theme. You know, you want to come back, uh, pick up right where you left off, not have any periods that are just get wasted because every period. Uh, matters to, to get ready for the season. So it, it'll be on these guys to stay sharp, stay ready, uh, get their bodies right, and, and be ready to go on Sunday because you've got a long week ahead. Yes, exactly. I mean, we're going to go – the next player off day is next Friday. Yeah. So we're going to get into pads. It's still going to be warm. It's still August here in Northeast Ohio. Gribs, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the day off. I don't really know if we have days off anymore, but, uh, you know, it, it's a grind, and that's what happens during training camp. Yeah. The goal is to get to Labor Day weekend. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready for it. it. It feels like late July, but it's really mid-August. So I just got to get, get my calendar right in that sense. Yeah, exactly, and that takes, uh, that takes a little bit of doing. Make sure you like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. Uh, download it today wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch us at youtube.com slash browns. We are back with you Sunday after practice. For Andrew Dribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.